Hello and welcome back to Band Biographies with me, Tom Austin Morgan, your host, to let you know what's been going on since the last episode and what you can expect from the next one. Band Biographies is a proud member of the Pantheon Podcast Network of music-based podcasts. Be sure to visit pantheon.com to find a whole host of different types of show on all sorts of music. It's an honour to be placed amongst such brilliant podcasts. Firstly, a big thank you goes out to David Green of Moonraker for his time and being a great guest on the last episode. It was a really fun chat and I'm looking forward to seeing what the band goes on to do from here. Things have been a bit quiet on the social media front again recently because my bands have been playing shows this summer and I've got a load more to play yet in August, September and October as well. So uh, things may still be a little bit quiet out there at the moment, but I will try my hardest to get in contact with people, especially if you've messaged me. And the shows have been going really well. Lots of really enthusiastic people out there and I'm meeting a lot of interesting people. For example, the most recent gig that I did, I met some more bands who tour around Europe quite regularly, one called Insane Society. Uh, and also a band called Love Dogs who were fronted by a Big Brother winner from years ago called Pete Bennett. He was the guy who won Big Brother a few years ago that the UK people might remember who had Tourette's Syndrome. So that was an interesting night out. Lovely guy. But now, and there's a lot to get on with this month, here's the news. Hello Pantheon Podcast listeners, Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house, and my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once, new quick charge function, three customizable sound styles, plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Californian rockers L7 will be touring the US in September and October. Vocalist and guitarist Donita Sparks said, The energy and vibe that smaller venues allow is something that we always want to stay connected to, and with a new single in the works, we can't wait to see our crowd up close and in the flesh. New York ska legends The Slackers have announced North American tour dates from the end of November to the middle of December. 
Voodoo Glow Skulls, Buster Shuffle, Los Malhablados, Mustard Plug, The Free Coasters and Stop the Presses will be joining them on select dates. Paramore are currently touring North America promoting their album This Is Why and have announced tour dates for Australia and New Zealand in November with singer-songwriter Remy Wolf supporting them on all dates. They'll be playing Spark Arena in Auckland on the 18th of November, Brisbane Entertainment Centre on the 22nd, The Domain in Sydney on the 25th and the Rod Laver Arena in Melbourne on the 27th. Off the back of opening up for Generation Sex this month, upcoming UK punk hip-hop duo Bob Villain will be playing a week of gigs in Europe from the 27th of October through to the 4th of November. They'll be visiting Brussels, Amsterdam, Cologne, Riesbaden, Berlin, Prague and Paris. Fallout Boy have released an updated cover of Billy Joel's We Didn't Start the Fire with lyrics about world events from 1989 to now, including references to world trade, Brexit, Stranger Things, Taylor Swift, Obama, Columbine, Sandy Hook, Twilight and Tiger King among many others. However, some notable happenings that caused major headlines in that time period, including the COVID-19 pandemic, were not mentioned. The cover proved to be a bit of a Marmite song for people, judging by reactions on social media. But for me, the biggest crime about this song is the fact that they seem to forget that the original Billy Joel song was written with the references running in chronological order, which is possibly a bit nitpicky, but that's kind of the point of the song which seems to have gone over the heads of Pete Wentz, Patrick Stump and Co. Let me know what you think of the song when you've heard it. Bad Cop Bad Cop cancelled their July dates in Belfast and Dublin. The band released a statement on Instagram which read, High travel costs and lower than expected ticket sales have forced us to make this difficult decision. We apologise for any inconvenience caused and understand your disappointment. Despite these challenges, we want to assure you that we are committed to returning to these locations in the future. However, due to financial constraints, it won't be possible in 2023. Refunds will be provided at your local point of purchase. We appreciate your support and hope to see you again soon. On a positive note, our mainland Europe shows are proceeding as planned, starting with a sold-out show in Hamburg at Hafenklang. Please note that tickets from 2020 and 2022 remain valid for rescheduled dates. Start searching for those cherished tickets now. Thank you for your understanding and continued support. Let's create unforgettable memories together. I'm going to blame Brexit for that, as Belfast is in the UK and the Carnet system is a complete joke. So why would Bad Cop Bad Cop go to the island of Ireland to play just one show? <sighs> Fucking politicians. The offspring, Sum 41 and Simple Plan will embark upon a tour of the USA throughout August and the beginning of September that covers most of the country. Check out the dates on the band's social media pages as the list is long. Dave Vanian and the Phantom Chords, the solo project of the Damned's lead singer, have re-released their self-titled 1995 album. It's out via Big Beat Records and is the first time it's been issued on vinyl. A test press for the vinyl was made in 1995, but was never put into production. The re-release is a straight reissue without bonus tracks or any remixing. 
Californian post-hardcore band Finch has announced UK shows to celebrate the 20th anniversary of their debut album What It Is To Burn. Filth Is Eternal will be supporting them on all dates and will be releasing their new album Find Out on the 29th of September. The bands will be playing The Garage in Glasgow on the 5th of November, The Tram Shed in Cardiff on the 6th, Manchester Academy on the 7th and the O2 Forum Kentish Town in London on the 8th. At the Kentish Town Forum was the first time I saw Finch when they supported Newfound Glory at my first ever professional gig, which must have been 20 years ago as Finch were selling what it is to burn then. This also makes them the first professional band I'd seen live, so this one's an important one for me. Perhaps I'll see you there. Washington State Punk's MXPX have announced that they will be releasing a new album called Find A Way Home on the 25th of August. Pre-orders are available now on multiple coloured vinyls. Ozzy Osbourne has pulled out of a scheduled appearance at Power Trip Festival in Indio, California this October. He said in a statement that pulling out was painful for him, saying, My original plan was to return to the stage in the summer of 2024, and when the offer to do this show came in, I optimistically moved forward. Unfortunately, my body is telling me that I'm just not ready yet, and I'm much too proud to have the first show that I do in nearly five years be half-assed. The band that will be replacing me on Power Trip will be announced shortly. They are personal friends of mine, and I can promise that you will not be disappointed. Above all, I want to thank my fans, my band and my crew for their unconditional loyalty and continued support. I love you all and I will see you soon. God bless, Ozzy. Judas Priest have been drafted in to replace the Prince of Darkness at the festival, which also boasts Guns N' Roses, ACDC, Iron Maiden, Metallica and Tool in its lineup. Descendants will be playing just under a week's worth of shows in Japan in October, hitting Club Quattro in Hiroshima on the 3rd, Gorilla Hall in Osaka on the 4th, Diamond Hall in Nagoya on the 6th, Spotify O East in Tokyo on the 7th, and Shibuya Doll Music Exchange also in Tokyo on the 8th. Green Day have debuted a new track called 1981 live in Quebec City earlier this month. It's unclear if the track will be a single or off an upcoming release though. The Dolly Rots have announced that they will be releasing a new album called Night Owls, which will be out on the October the 13th via Wicked Cool Records. The band will be touring the US this summer and autumn with Dog Party and Tsunami Bomb joining them on selected dates. After the addition of Atom Willard on drums, replacing Derek Grant in June, Alkaline Trio have announced a handful of US shows for September. They'll be playing Marathon Music Works in Nashville on the 10th, the Orange Peel in Asheville on the 12th, Norva in Norfolk on the 13th, The Wellment in Montclair on the 15th, and Reverb in Reading on the 16th. And now on to more serious matters. On the 19th of July, Anti-Flag deleted all of their social media presence. Member Chris Number 2 also deleted his social media as well. The band has not yet issued a statement, However, screenshots of what appears to be the band's Patreon suggest that the band has indeed called it quits. As of now, representatives for Anti-Flag have issued a no comment in response to the current situation. The charity Punk Rock Saves Lives have announced that they have cut ties with Anti-Flag's co-frontman, Justin Sane. The organisation released a statement on Instagram on the 20th of July that reads, 
Punk Rock Saves Lives has cut ties with Justin Sane effective immediately in light of recent allegations against him. The PRSL board and directors have made this decision, knowing the entire story has not unfolded yet. However, we are making this statement and decision in the interest of our community and keeping in faith with our core values. We will continue to move forward with the PRSL mission, using the power of music to drive positive outcomes at shows, festivals and events, promoting positive messages of change, improving individual lives and the lives of the communities in which we live, work, serve and play. The allegations mentioned in this statement surfaced on a recent episode of the Enough podcast, where they were made against an unnamed singer of a political punk band which many believe is just insane. However, the band and Justin himself have made no comment on this just yet. The bands Hanalai, Darian Gap, Celebration Summer, Pretty Party and Wolves and Wolves and Wolves and Wolves have all announced that they have left Anti-Flag's record label, AF Records. Hanalai and Darian Gap released identical statements on their Instagram accounts which read, Following a rape accusation against the singer of Anti-Flag, we will be pulling the Darian Gap from AF Records. This applies to the last Hanalai release as well. Please know that my friend that runs the record label is not in anti-flag, and as we do, he stands with the victim and condones this horrific behaviour. I will be selling the vinyl copies of the EP on my own, and all income from the digital and physical release will be donated to the Rape, Abuse and Incest National Network. It's tragic how perverse these incidents are. No space or community is truly safe. Thank you to Kendra and Rich for continuing to work to expose these monsters. Thanks as well to the brave individuals that are willing to speak up about their experiences. Let's all follow their lead and try to make the world a better place. Celebration Summer released a statement on Instagram which read, Celebration Summer are aware of the deeply disturbing allegations against one of the founding members of Anti-Flag and our label AF Records. Though AF Records management is not a party to the accusations, it is unfortunate that they have chosen not to address the issue publicly thus far. Regrettably, we, as many of our label mates have done, will be parting ways with AF Records. We appreciate all their support to this point, but cannot in good conscience remain affiliated with the label. American Television, who have an album coming out on the label next month, released a statement on Facebook that reads, Many people have been reaching out to us since we have been working with AF Records. The Enough podcast shook us as it did many. We stand by victims of sexual assault. We weren't prepared for this. Many parts of our album's release are in motion and cannot stop. We're trying to find the best way forward. It will not include Anti-Flag. Wolves and Wolves and Wolves and Wolves and Wolves have also announced that they are parting ways with AF Records. The band wrote on their social media platforms simply, Believe victims, believe survivors, plain and simple. We're disgusted and disappointed. We've parted ways with the label, effective immediately. Pity Party released a statement saying, Hi friends, we want to take a second to address the horrible news that came out earlier this week about a band that we once looked up to for many years. First and foremost, we want to speak directly to the victims of this monster and anyone else who is a victim of sexual abuse. We see you, we hear you, we believe you. We will continue to show up for you and continue to police our scene to the fullest extent that we can in order to keep you safe, to keep ourselves safe and to keep our community safe. 
We only have one another, so we have to look out for each other. We wanted to also update you on our affiliation with AF Records. While we do know that the fine people who run the record label had nothing to do with these acts, and we have never dealt with the abuser himself directly during our time on the label, we feel it isn't right for us to continue to associate with a label affiliated with this individual and are no longer an AF artist. We were due to announce a new record through AF in the coming days and unfortunately have already started the pressing process. The announcement will still come and the record will still be put out through spam alone, instead of as a joint release. We will be donating profits from the AF share of records directly to sexual assault prevention and recovering organisations in both the Bay Area and Pittsburgh. More details to come. Lastly, we just want to express how heartbroken this entire ordeal has left us. As said before, we have all looked up to this band for most of our entire musical careers. Unfortunately, monsters come in all shapes and sizes and can be quite easy in charming you into thinking they're someone they're not. People, predominantly men, like this get away with these heinous acts because we don't want to believe that someone we have been inspired by or look up to or get along with or have a good time with or share similar tastes or hobbies could be capable of doing such things. We have to do better. We have to listen to victims. We have to believe victims. We have to encourage them to speak up and we have to fight back against these types of people. Keep each other safe, always. Another band, Reconciler, have released a statement about their affiliation with AF Records. The statement was released on Instagram and reads, In light of recent allegations against the singer of the band Anti-Flag, we're compelled to clarify that we believe and support victims. We're absolutely speechless regarding those who are suffering in the wake of these events. Our associations with AF Records has nothing to do with Anti-Flag. We don't know them, we've never played a show with them, they've never been a part of a convo about our records. Our association with AF Records has always been based on the truly great human beings behind the scenes that we do know, that we have played shows with, and that we are proud to call our friends. We know as little as anyone else at this point, but we'll surely be learning about it together from here on. This is a tragedy. The Bouncing Souls have announced that Anti-Flag will no longer be a part of their upcoming Autumn North American tour. The band released a statement on Instagram on Friday which reads, Stoked for the summer is this weekend. After that we pick up where the 10 stories high tour in October and December. In light of recent events, Anti-Flag will no longer be a part of the tour. We will announce an updated tour lineup once it's been confirmed. If you or someone you know is undergoing sexual abuse, please visit ryan.org, that's R-A-I-N-N.org, or contact the National Sexual Assault Helpline. It's hard to add any more than these bands have already said from a personal point of view. Anti-Flag were one of my absolute favourite bands, and out of all of the punk bands, I never would have expected it from them. However, as previously stated, as of the 25th of July 2023, we're yet to hear an official statement from any of Anti-Flag or their representatives. It's been a sad couple of weeks. Let's get on to things that are slightly more positive, actual music being made. And first off, I'm going to start with uh, my pop-loving side. I'm going to get this out of the way first. I was bowled over by Holly Humberston's debut album after first seeing her perform on Later with Jules Holland when she'd just released her first single a couple of years ago. 
Now, after the first album is well behind her, she's come out with a double A side called Antichrist, which is nowhere near as Marilyn Manson sounding as it does, and Room Service. Both are synth-soaked angsty noir pop bangers. I'd say her sound is sit somewhere between Billie Eilish, Taylor Swift and Churches, none of which is a bad thing as far as I'm concerned, though I know some of you punk purists will have already turned off. Taking Back Sunday have released a single called The One, and it's the band's first new track in four years and their first since signing with Fantasy Records. Taking Back Sunday has been headlining the Sad Summer Touring Festival around the US in July and will be playing Four Chord Music Fest in August. Who knows if they're recording a new album at this stage. Let's just luxuriate in the dual vocal attack of John Nolan and Adam Lazara and see what happens. Derry-based pop-punk band Cherum have served up another fun and infectiously catchy number called Taking Up Sports, about signing up to do sports classes because you fancy one of the sporty kids at school. Give it a listen, it's an absolute gem of a track from former guest Alco Pop Records. My Submission is the fourth and latest single from the upcoming new Dexies album, The Feminine Divine, which I fully expect to fall far short of being even halfway good. This one's a six-minute dirgy piano and vocal number, which undoes everything Holly Humberston's doing for angsty pop songs, by somehow being overwrought and boring. It has another cringe-inducing spoken word middle eight where Kevin Rowland gives over all his autonomy to become the intended's pets to do with as they will. It's deeply weird. A split single was released by the bands The Drowns and The Last Gang called Subculture Rock and Roll and Pleaser. I've never heard anything by The Drowns, but their song on this split single, Subculture Rock and Roll, is a great punk and roll number that draws heavily on ACDC with back and forth sing-alongs. I'm not a massive ACDC fan though, so would be unlikely to check out any more from the band, as I was really here from new music from The Last Gang. Pleaser is much more up my street. A gruffly sung but infectiously catchy sing-along song with some incredible rhythm section moments and wonderful top-line melodies and harmonies. Scottish alt-rockers Teenage Fan Club have released two singles from their upcoming album called Nothing Lasts Forever, which will be out on September the 22nd via Pimar and Merge Records. The singles are called Foreign Land and Tired of Being Alone. I'll be fully honest in that I've only ever listened to the band's seminal 1995 album Grand Prix, so aren't as au fait with how the band has progressed in the intervening nearly 30 years. But if Foreign Land and Tired of Being Alone prove anything, it's that fashion comes and goes but class remains. These are lovely songs from a band that's toughed it out, and I look forward to hearing the full album in September. The Hives have released a third single from their upcoming album, The Death of Randy Fitzsimmons, which can't come soon enough for me. Rigor Mortis Radio really hits at the raw stooges mixed with stones sound that the Swedish garage rockers are going back towards. It changes key after every chorus, which propels what would otherwise be a repetitive groove into something muscular and relentless. I can't wait for this album, I really can't. The second single from Corey Taylor, frontman of Slipknot's second solo album, 
called Post Traumatic Blues is a move back towards the pounding metal of his day job and I'm slightly less here for it than the first single Beyond. That said, there is a bit more clean double guitar melodies a la Judas Priest, but I do prefer it when he sings, like in the middle eight rather than just screams, though it certainly works for Slipknot and I have few complaints there. The jury's out on this one. The third single from the genre-mashing Mancunian band Hot Milk is the most synth-pop one yet. It's called Bloodstream, and the more I listen to this band, the more I like them. I'm looking forward to the album, A Call to the Void, which will be released on the 25th of August. It's been 12 years since The Streets put out a new album. Now, the poet of the people from the early noughties is coming back with a new album called The Darker the Shadows, The Brighter the Light, which will be released on the 20th of October. Ahead of that, the first single, Troubled Waters, has been released and is a real nostalgic trip into the past for me. When I was growing up, I had the first three albums on fairly consistent loop, and singles like Dry Your Eyes, Fit But You Know It, Blinded By The Lights, Has It Come To This, Don't Mug Yourself and Prangin' Out, were massive, and the new song, Troubled Waters, continues that recorded-in-a-bedroom hip-hop sound and Midland's vocal delivery from Mike Skinner. I'd kind of forgot the streets existed or that they'd released a couple more albums in the meantime, so I'll definitely be delving into those as well before the next album comes out. Brighton duo Royal Blood didn't exactly surprise with the first single off their new album, but with the second single Pull Me Through they've expanded their sound to include jangly guitar, which is interesting for a bass and drums combo. It gives the track more of a bluesy feel that they've always had, but the guitar effects and pianos give more of a traditional feeling. It's hardly a banger, but then I suppose not every single needs to be. The fifth single from Skindred's Smile album is called Unstoppable and is another massive slab of reggae metal from the Newport four-piece. This one hits hard. The album Smile is finally going to be out on the 4th of August and I cannot wait. Northern Irish rockers Ash have released the second single off their upcoming album Race the Night, which is called Like a God, which is a swaggering song about how being worshipped by a lover makes you feel like a god. This is Ash playing near the heaviest they get, and I love it when they do this. London pop-punkers Lucky Hit released a single recently called Obvious Sucker. This month they've released a single called Shoebox Memories, which includes Obvious Sucker as a B-side. Again, it's a real summary number of going through artefacts in a shoebox and remembering friendships or lovers from the past. We all have one of those shoeboxes, right? Definitely for fans of Blink-182, Plus 44 and Newfound Glory. Yellow Card's Childhood Eyes EP finally got a release, despite me somehow having heard it a few weeks ago. The four other songs are Three Minutes More, a rather lacklustre affair with Vic Fuentes from Pierce the Veil as a guest vocalist. Things pick up with the incredibly catchy title track, as well as track three, It's Over, which sound much more like the Yellow Card of old. Honest from the jump is achingly emo with soaring vocals and layer upon layer of instrumentation. And the final track features Chris Carabba from Dashboard Confessional on backing vocals and is a typically acoustic affair, which, like track one, finds a band looking back over its history and trying to show that they've grown and got wistful. 
Unfortunately, it comes at the end of a pretty high-octane, fast-paced selection of tracks, and it rather grinds things to a halt a bit abruptly for me. Sure, it's nice, but it would have sounded better at the end of a full album that had already had some pace and dynamic changes. Overall though, a solid comeback from a band that called it quits amicably on their own terms about six years ago. After the slightly odd video of Fact Mike NoFX's frontman introducing an orchestral version of a song of his, he has released the first song off a new solo album. The album's called Fat Mike Gets Strung Out and finds him directing orchestral versions of his songs. The album will be out on the 15th of September via Fat Records and the first song that's available to listen now is a string version of Fuck Day 6 from the latest NoFX album. Shock rocker Alice Cooper has released two songs from his upcoming album called Road. I'm Alice and White Line Frankenstein. Tom Morello plays the guitar solo on White Line Frankenstein. Cooper has said of the song, it's a monster that we created. It's a truck driver who's been out there a long time. He's the king of the road. He doesn't live in a house, he lives in that truck. In the song, this surreal tough guy is driving on white lines for his whole life. So White Line Frankenstein would be his CD handle. It's monstrous and definitely a stage song. The album Road comes out on the 25th of August on Ear Music. I prefer White Line Frankenstein to I'm Alice because I'm Alice is a little bit more of the kind of schlocky horror rock that Cooper is best known for, which I always think is slightly hackneyed. As you can tell, I'm not a massive fan, but I do quite like White Line Frankenstein. It's got this swagger. It's got a real swagger to it. Go check it out. The Gaslight Anthem have announced the release of a new album called History Books, which will be out on the 27th of October. The band has released the title track recently, which features Bruce Springsteen, as well as a track called Positive Change. Friends of the show The Sewer Cats have released a standalone single called Get It, which takes aim at all those fucking influencers who say things like, you've got the same 24 hours as Beyonce, so why not go out and get it? Because we're stuck in the rat race, you fucking hunts. Uh, if you've listened to the Sewer Cats since they've been on the show, you'll know that their recordings managed to somehow capture the raw power and chaos of their live shows, which is really hard to do. And this song is full of their trademark angular fuzzy guitars, screened lyrics and feral drumming. The video is brilliant as well. Go find it on YouTube now, and why not buy the single from their band camp while you're at it? Help them get it. There have been a couple of albums out this month. To start with, Grian Chatton's Chaos for the Fly. Previous to the album's release, we got four singles, The Score, Last Time Every Time Forever, Fairlies and All of the People, to tee us up for how the first solo outing from Fontaine's DC's frontman Grian Chatton would sound. And they didn't even give us the half of it. On this album, out go Fontaine's nerve-wrecking post-punk and driving rhythm section, and in comes lilting acoustic guitars, strings, synths, drum machines, and backing vocals from Chatton's fiance, Georgie Jessen. Chaos for the Fly is not just different musically from Fontaine's three albums to date, it's more adventurous as well. Chatton has written songs on this album that could well have been folk songs passed down through generations in the oral tradition, 
especially on my personal favourite song, Salt Throwers Off a Truck. Now giving new life with programmed percussion, occasional synths and modern recording techniques. Chatton says he came up with the songs while on Fontaine's DC's unrelenting and ever-expanding touring schedule and a walk along the shore near his North Dublin home. And you can hear the melancholy and anxiety in almost all of the nine tracks on Chaos for the Fly. But this is also why it's a Grian Chatton album and not a fourth Fontaine's DC album. It's clearly the view of an individual going through some personal stuff and it wouldn't have worked as the band's album. And Chaos for the Fly is all the better for being the vision of an individual. And it might just make the band's music even better. Adolescents have released an album called Caesar Salad Days. This is the 11th studio album by one of the original Orange County punk bands, which is released to celebrate their 43rd year as a unit. It's actually a collection of re-recordings of rare and import-only tracks that the band have released over the years that they want everyone to be able to hear, most likely for the first time. The album consists of 15 tracks of loud, fast and aggressive punk songs that range in age from 1980 to 2018. However, because of this, it really does have the feel of a B-Sides and Rarities album, which is always a bit middling, except for the completionists. But I'm nothing if not a completionist. Another friend of the show have released their second album, Rude Girl Plus CC have released Dream Big, Live Large, Play Hard. Rude Girl Plus CC is made up of former Adamant bassist Chris Costantino, rapper Rude Girl aka Jenna Dickens and dancer and visual artist Bunny Moretto. The album was released on the 21st of July and is a 12-track collection apparently written entirely in four three-hour sessions, bringing together rapid-fire rap, fuzz bass, industrial beats, twanging guitars and atmospheric post-punk. Dream Big Live Large Play Hard reads as the project's manifesto for the troubled times we find ourselves in, and the album goes from strength to strength the further you get in and so rewards repeat listens. I'm having a chat with Chris to see if I can get him back on the show to have a chat about the album and what's coming in the future because I've also heard there's a third in the works. And now to let you know what's coming on the next episode. I sat down with Brompton Jackson, guitarist in Wilmette, a Chicago-based pop-punk band with some melodic hardcore elements that's about to release their debut album Hyper Focused on the 4th of August, so I'll be releasing the episode to coincide with that. Well, Meta are a brilliant band, and I'm sure you'll enjoy it when you go listen to them. And to wet your whistle, why not look them up now and listen to the first four songs that have already been released from the album? I'm really looking forward for you to hear this chat, as it covers a lot of ground, including the making of the new album, how the band has progressed its sound, how he handled joining the band during the pandemic, and how someone in as many touring bands as Brompton is manages it all. So until then, take very good care of yourselves, pick someone up if they fall down, believe victims of abuse, and see you in the pit. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.